All right, gentlemen. Uh, so in accordance with the rules that I set forth just last week, based on nothing other than just my whims and preferences, uh, Greg, Yo. you're first in order this week. So uh, it's your song to introduce. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I've got a tune by uh, a jazz trumpeter named Roy Hargrove who passed away last year. Uh, it's called Strasbourg St. Denis or St. Denis, Strasbourg St. Denis. It's a <laughs> it's named after a train station in Paris, and it's just a super funky, jazzy tune off his album Ear Food from 2008. And I don't know, I've just been getting this song stuck in my head a lot, so uh, I think everyone should should hear it. Very cool. Alright, so you listen to uh, You Should Check It Out. Uh, my name's Jay. I'm Nick. I'm Greg. And uh, this is the um, politically sensitive slash uh, socially sensitive uh, edition of You Should Check It Out. Uh, each week we each come with a couple different topics about music and stuff that we want to talk about. And uh, Greg, you got the first one this week and um, you chose to, to dive right in the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> so, what, what, what's your topic, Greg? Well, I just found it funny and I, I don't know if it's really quite music related, but it's current events and it's sort of intersection of a bunch of different things. And I just couldn't believe this headline when I saw it, which was it read Kanye West has talked with President Donald Trump about ASAP Rocky's case. And, (sighs) you know, this guy, I mean, ASAP Rocky, I actually I got to admit, I don't know too much about him, but I have heard some of his tunes throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I obviously know a little bit more about Kanye and everyone knows about <clears throat> the Donald. I just found it so interesting. And so I, I was wondering, what is this deal? And apparently, you know, ASAP, <laughs> ASAP with a dollar sign has been, um, yeah, in, in Sweden, locked mm-hmm. up. So Kanye and his wife, Kim Kardashian, you, you may have heard of, are basically, you know, asking Jared Kushner, who's Trump's son-in-law, and um, and Trump himself, to help out because ASAP Rocky and his two friends are locked up in Sweden somewhere. And I honestly don't know too much about the case, but apparently he was detained about two weeks ago after getting into a street fight. So <laughs> mm-hmm. now you know there's like a, obviously like a tweet storm. Just spoke to Kanye West. Trump tweets about his friend ASAP Rocky's incarceration. I'll be calling the very talented Prime Minister of Sweden to see what we can do about helping ASAP Rocky. So many people would like to see this quickly resolved. So I don't know, you've got 
one sort of uber famous musician trying to help out a slightly less you know famous but still very popular musician and they're both rap artists which makes it even more i don't know not comical but just um surprising i suppose <laughs> I think it's comical <laughs> so yeah hey do you guys have any thoughts on it oh god i have a lot of thoughts i mean yeah <sighs> where do you start but i go mean ahead, not even like on the on the whatever well you, you say your piece go for it <laughs> i don't want to say no no, no. <laughs> uh, man to put it as succinctly as possible yeah it, he had a bad week when it comes to race relations which is not new and and kanye whatever the hell kanye is motivated by decided to tackle this horse and trump was like hey i all right sure that i don't know it's it's mm-hmm. i have no, no good thoughts about any of it I, I found a black person who's interested in something mm-hmm. that i have to say or or yeah no look i do have a friend and remember that, remember that time i let him in the oval office to be crazy for an hour <laughs> or whatever sure why yeah. not let's go ahead and do this and kim's hot so pff, <laughs> you know. i bet um, that, that that's yeah about it and doesn't have anything vested <laughs> in the circumstance and it's not that he should, but at the same time, I, I think it's a joke. Uh, hmm. But, you yeah, know, if, I it, just, if the I end just... result is that he helps, I don't know. I don't really even know the details on, I mean, I heard that he was like, no, we got jumped, but whatever. I mean, I hope Sweden's pretty uh, careful about arresting, like, U.S. citizens. So I got to think there's something going on there. I, I don't know. I hope that uh, whatever the yeah. best possible outcome is happens. Like, it's, it's, it's cool. cool. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that, that Donald Trump is interested in helping somebody out. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, sure. I, I just, I just wish that he would extend, extend the same courtesy and interest I, I guess, to, yeah. like, it's like, it doesn't make up for everyday anything. Everyday black people yeah, it doesn't that, make up for that anything. aren't celebrities. <laughs> right. <laughs> this doesn't make it all, you know? other, all the other stuff okay, by the way, um, but cool, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, it's, it's a little bit frustrating, you know, because it, it's just clearly... Calculated bullshit. And silly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it, yeah. But sloppily calculated I, bullshit. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it's, it, it's not like, I mean, they contacted him to help and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll help. I don't know. I just, right. I, I, and that's cool. Like, I, I think it's neat that the president of the United States is like reaching out and like getting himself involved in a, in a case like that. I think that's very cool of him. And, but it's not the cool first time either, you know, it's, it's, it seems to me like, right, right. you know, like there were some other cases that weren't, that hadn't, didn't have anything to do with rap, you know, or whatever that he, mm-hmm. right. yeah. he jumped into. Yeah. But I guess the whole reason why I brought it up is not because, not to bring up politics or anything, but just because it's just, it was, if we had, if we had Bizarre, seen this headline, yeah. like imagine if, this, if we had, if we had seen this headline <laughs> like three years ago. You know, it would have been like, like that's impossible. It's an onion article or something. Like that. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. You know, so we live in that's sort for of absolute a, we, sure. we sort of live in a bizarro time, and um, well, that's yeah, for sure as well. You know, and, and it's, it's funny because you could you could see it as an onion article with like you know the superimposed picture of Kanye like mm-hmm. you know talking with Donald Trump. Yes, and the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and the and you know to be honest, um, you know the other topics were taken, so <laughs> that's why. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Fair enough. Speaking of superimposition, I got a chance to list to watch the new Martin Scorsese documentary that's on Netflix now about Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder review. Oh yeah, which was a um, a concert tour uh, that he embarked on in nineteen. I think it started in nineteen seventy four. And that actually, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but that has actually continued, not as the Rolling Thunder review, but he's been on tour continuously since 1975. 
Like he's just called it the same tour? Yeah, it's Bob Dylan's never-ending tour. Huh. So, so say what you will about Bob Dylan, but he's out there still doing it, for sure. I love Bob Dylan, and I, I saw him a few years ago, and I loved it, man. I was in tears. Yeah. You have seen yeah, him a man. couple times. He's, yeah. He's, he's great. I've been on a huge Bob Dylan kick lately. Keep It's like peeling back an onion, man. I just mm-hmm. keep learning about new layers. But I, I love, I've always loved this period of Bob Dylan, so I was really excited about this this documentary, and it's great. And it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's a, I think it's three hours long. Um, but it is directed by Martin Scorsese, so it's really interesting. And I, I went into it, you know, popped my popcorn, cracked a beer, was ready, had a great time, watched the whole thing, enjoyed it. And then the next day, I looked up, I saw some traffic about it, some people were talking about it, and it turns out there was a Rolling Stone, Stone article that came out that, that said, well, well, here are all the things in the documentary that everyone's talking about that aren't true. Wait, what? And I, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then you go back and it turns out that a full like 15 to 20% of the entire movie is just complete fabrication, including some of the most interesting parts, specifically that Sharon Stone, a young Sharon Stone, at, when she was like 17, beginning her modeling career, was asked to go out on tour with them for a couple dates. And there's this whole story where that Sharon tells that he's, she's sitting there and she says, well, she got to talk with Bob and he took her back and, and played a song that he had written for, he had actually written many, many years before, but he told Sharon that he wrote it just for her. And that was a lie, and it was very believable. But it turns out that was just complete fabrication. And Wait, they had what? made up. They had made up pictures of her standing there talking, a young Sharon Stone talking to Bob Dylan. Like the whole production it's just bizarre. was bizarre. There's was in, characters that are in, being interviewed. Like this, they were all in, that, in on this and decided to try. To, like, what was the angle? Well, you know, D- Dylan, what's the D- angle? That's, that's Dylan. The Dylan's always had that angle, man. He's he's been messing. He's he, yep. he's always been annoyed by the press. He's, you know, he's always yep. trying to like fuck with people. Screw with them. Yeah. Well, you know he, he's mean? always had a he's always had a curious relationship he, with like the truth of his own story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's always like true. made stuff up about his story. Absolutely. So, yeah. but the very first interview that he ever gave to like a national media was New, the New York Times reviewed one of his uh, shows from like 1962 whenever he had first shown up mm-hmm. in the village, and this is before he even had an album out. It was about he had just gotten signed. And, you know, they're asking him standard questions, like, where did you grow up? And he says, New Mexico. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, and I used to, you know, I used to be a carny. I, I went with this traveling road show, and that's where I learned all these songs. Which is complete fabrication. Like, before he was a celebrity, before he was anything, he just completely made this bullshit story up. But he got, <laughs> and well, it turns out he got Sharon Stone that, on board for all of this. I mean, apparently, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. Did, and did Scorsese not know? No, no, no. no, no. no. He knew. Scorsese was definitely in on it. Yeah, it's definitely like a yeah. hybrid of like a documentary and a Christopher Guest movie. Yeah, yeah, is yeah it, exactly. But is it billed as a documentary? <laughs> yes. Does this seem so like no, 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 no. Like the it's right actually, time to be fucking hold on. with the truth? Hold on, really? no, it's a, hang on a second. It's actually not billed as a documentary, and it, I caught this. It's actually yeah. called a Bob Dylan story, presented yeah, by Martin Scorsese. Exactly. And I noticed that, and I was like, okay, but then. As it starts, it starts like a documentary, and it flows like a documentary. There's that's no reason for you to think genre. that it's not a documentary. Well, but it's a new yeah. one now, and that's yeah, a new, the fucking cool a, part a new of it. narrow genre. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, what, what genre isn't narrow at first? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but a Bob Dylan story, is, that's a pretty narrow genre. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying you. like, but but like the genre of like sort of the hybrid of a documentary that's also like some somewhat fiction is interesting to me because we don't it's you know historical who, fiction. They, yeah, but it's a little bit different than that, you know. If I don't know, it's to me. This it's, is a me, weird one. To me, it's this new. is a weird one, and I I appreciate the yeah. experimentation of it, you know. I I don't at all. This is really angering me. Like this is like <laughs> that's, the wrong that's time so in funny, history. Because that's the same reaction my wife had. This she is was like, mad. This is a wrong time to be doing this. Like this is we are at, oh, at like. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I mean, I, it's fine. It's just that half the movie is going to be told as like as if it's true, and people are going to believe it because it was in a movie. It's still no, a movie. No, no. Now, if it was half, if it's if it was half, I'm truth, sorry, fifteen percent. It's it's only fifteen percent. So ninety, like, but you said it's the a most interesting very parts, interesting right? t- tour and a very interesting story. There's yeah, no yeah, reason yeah. for them to lie really about any of it. Well, I guess that's that's what that's the thing is like why. It just and I don't whatever you can say oh please but I mean if if you're gonna present eighty five percent of a real story and then fabricate the rest uh, what's the why like like especially it's if all the, the stories we parts. tell each other Nick it's yeah. the stories you create for yourselves yeah and it's I mean I don't know it's uh, it's he has every right to do that and it's not like we didn't find out that it was it's not like they're still insisting that it's true. It's uh, out that, there now, that but I it's appreciate. Not. I appreciate that they didn't bill it, but but it was. I, well, I'm sorry. Had I, I guess, had I watched it, I probably would come a, come at, I'd be coming at this from a different place. Because well, yeah, and if you pro- and if you'd watched it, you'd see that like most of it is just the band kicking ass, and it's like that's right, not yeah. fabricated. Which, yeah. You know, no, of course not. <laughs> people fabricate not. shit all yeah, the time. That, people people auto tune. People do all kinds of shit. You know, <laughs> it's like. I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it. I felt kind of duped, and but I wasn't angry about it. You know. Yeah, that's just yeah. my that's just my take. So, and and I think Greg, that's a great point because at the end of the day, the thing that's not fabricated about it is the music. Yeah. And uh, so I have the intermission music this week, and so I was thinking that uh, I was going to play a track from from this tour, uh, and this is a really awesome version of. Um, it's a hard rain. Rain's oh, gonna yeah. fall, which is, of course, a is it though? Classic Dylan tune. Yeah. I'm sorry. You mean 85 yeah. percent of it is? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, no, 100 percent of the music yeah. is true. 15 percent cool. of it, as is far overdose. as we know. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Hold on yeah, a second. Hold up. Like. Uh oh. No, no. Just, just to make the point that when we listen to like Zappa li- uh, live, Roxy, and elsewhere, there's overdubs mm-hmm. on that, but it's presented as a yep. live album. This is true. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there that like, if you're gonna, if it's just if if to the filmmaker uh, and the artist, it makes it better. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Okay. Sure. That that's. But I mean, to that same point, like you know, if if you remixed the live and and like brought levels down so that it wasn't. Tr- I mean, you could make that argument about anything, but to also then introduce a uh, like a side story that is 100 mm. percent entirely like casted yeah. and fake it, it, it just seems unnecessary to the project if the project is to show the music it's like why taint it with crap that mm, makes you second yeah. guess the v- validity of the rest of it it, it just feels all right like, all right gentlemen like a, yeah. gentlemen gentlemen no we got another we'll 20 to, on this it's all right it's we'll all right, have Jay. to solve, we'll have to solve this another day 
Uh, in the meantime, please enjoy It's a Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. This is from 1975. This is uh, in Montreal. And interesting fact, that's Mick Ronson yes. on uh, electric guitar playing the guy. He basically just turned the phaser switch on on his, on his twin. So you'll hear a lot of that. But this is, this is kick-ass. The, another thing that's not a fabrication about this tour is that they did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and <laughs> this does nothing to dispel that notion. So anyway, this is a Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. Nick, what truths do you have to enlighten us with? Ah, well, I uh, I saw a an article pop up and realized that kind of the impetus for what we're kind of currently doing uh, was a story that that really got you worked up, <laughs> wanting to talk about uh, back in February of this past year, uh, and that was mm-hmm. kind of the New York Times expose on Ryan Adams. Uh, and I saw yes. that there was an article out that he was going to be releasing an album that he had scrapped. He had gotten a lot of collaboration, like it was a collaboration album, um, and mm-hmm. it had to, had to like not release it because people didn't want to be associated with his name and all that. Um, yep. And I thought, you know what? We never we never really did get that down on on audio. Um, so this really is. And I actually called you just to say, hey, I'm going to steal your story. Is that cool? Um, <laughs> so uh, to to that effect, I I know you've got a lot more emotionally invested in the story than than i probably do i by no means think that he should be somehow silenced for like whatever the crap had come out i'm glad that he's releasing music and i you know whatever he has to say i think he i think he should say it and whoever chooses to listen or read what he says should do so um but yeah we never really got a chance to talk about it and it popped back up and i thought yeah let's 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 chat about that well i mean to me it hit me pretty close to home just because I'm such a big Ryan Adams fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a tough one to take whenever, you know, you read the New York Times article and you, you have to take what, what the women are saying at face value and you have, to, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, they wouldn't be coming forward if they didn't have a story to tell. Yeah. And so I, I, in no way, nothing that I say from here on out, I, I mean to construe anything other than that. Um, well, and there were so many commonalities, if, if, and yeah, I mean, it was, there was, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of and he's, and he's, he's definitely proven himself to be a general disgusting human being, yeah. um, you know, throughout his life, and an egotist and a narcissist, but that doesn't necessarily make you guilty of all the things that you're accused of. Sure, um, sure. It, it, 
what what bothered me about it was that so many people, so many people were so ready to remove him from public. <laughs> exactly, like erase him from the public memory um without any of this stuff being proven. Now I know I mean there's the FBI launched this criminal investigation because he apparently was having uh sexual texts with a um over many with a minor. years, yeah. Right, right. And so that's, you know, that's a serious crime and if it, and if that's a crime yeah. and, and and he was aware of that and that comes, you know, then that changes the whole the whole calculus yeah um, and i'm not trying to make apologetics for any of that no. but everything that was in the article aside from that was accusations from well and it's tricky it, it's tricky people too. that have an ask, axe to grind against them it, well and it and to your it, point it, to your point though jay it's because the thing that's mm-hmm. important there is that there was the criminal criminal aspect of the situation so in that circumstance and in in the greater me too movement a big part of that has been what is the response and 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 evaluating the responses veracity and honesty and integrity and and do they own up to what you know et cetera you you can't do that in a circumstance where there's where there's potentially criminal proceedings um it sure it definitely left a horrible taste in my mouth and did nothing but make me think really bad things about Ryan Adams in general um specifically sure. as it pertained to that to that that young bassist girl um but he hasn't had the opportunity to say anything to to that and so it's just been out there um and i don't have a i don't have a dog in this race right i don't have a if he feels the need to respond and he and and his lawyers are telling him now is the appropriate time that you can respond then whatever go ahead and say your piece i don't know yeah i, I don't i don't think that the I think the whole you need to be dead to us <laughs> or like you should nobody should ever listen to your your work I, I, I just fundamentally disagree with that I don't think and I I guess we're all on the same page I, I haven't heard anything from from Greg um, Greg do you have any thoughts about all this um you know innocent until proven guilty but obviously you know like you said there's a bunch of, bunch of commonalities about the original uh, well the original article um, I sort of I, I can relate to how you feel, Nick. Um, that it sort of seemed a little gross, a, a, a little very very, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, but I can also see how how Jay would feel because like here's someone who you know he's been following, he respects and admires as a musician. That that should be sort of separated from his personal life. But we're in an age now where all this stuff comes up to the surface. You know, he did. He didn't have a chance to defend himself, and um, you know, like in the case of like Aziz Ansari, I felt like that kind of fell flat in the end, and that he's totally like he's back, and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just someone yeah. who was trying to get something out of the fact that something weird happened between them, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the Aziz Ansari one, that one, that one, yeah, bothered me a lot. Really. To, and then the aftermath of that because just nothing really seemed to come of it and and when i was reading the original description it was like okay he's just a really really yeah. well it was, just, it was just a bad date but like <laughs> and he, but he was she, just she, being... you know, she she was there yeah. she was uh she consented to everything that happened and then she just complained about it and it's like well i'm sorry but you know that doesn't mean you should try to drag this dude's name through the mud um yeah. and it's and it backfired for her because and it brings down the, the it brings down the integrity of the entire movement. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I think it's important right. to say that like you're going to have these circumstances, 
any type of any type of social change, you know, um, is going to have some some pieces to it that are a little messy, right? As the kind of the kinks get worked out and everybody figures out how they feel about all this. The, the one thing about the one thing about though it, with with the Ryan Adams story is that like it's one thing to be a needy narcissist that you know isn't good to your to your to whatever person you're in a relationship with because you've got so many issues with yourself that you haven't dealt with. I mean, that's the nature of being human and being in a relationship is like you fuck each other up. Right. Um, but but he right. did he did he would explicitly right out of the gate use like hey I'll get you I'll hook you up with some you know you're gonna come record with me and then you know the the very next text would be like hey let's phone sex like that's that's just like right. uh, ah, ah. yeah yeah and you know what to be honest with you I mean that's that that kind of behavior you know is not really acceptable and I think that it's a tough thing to erase or to 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 address mm-hmm. so I I think it's I think it's great that that is being talked about and being addressed because it's not it's not the right way to hand to handle mm-hmm. a situation like that I just it just there's been a couple guys, um, just Ryan Adams and well, Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey is the other one, um, who, you know, there was more news yeah. about him last week. You know, he was uh, acquitted of criminal charges, which is weird. Yeah, that was a whole weird well, situation. I, I, I can tell you, um, but you know, it, it doesn't it it doesn't exonerate him from the stuff right. that happened. Well, uh, but. You know, it, it's hard when it's, it's it's hard when it's guys that that you really respect. Well, I can tell as you um, that um, I was skeptical about the the spacey thing, just because again, I, I hear someone I respected, you know. Um, but then I actually was talking about it to someone. I was actually on tour with a band in a. Well, I shouldn't. I don't want to get into too too many specifics, but someone overheard me, and I'm not going to say who it was, but they were like, oh. That, that that spacey guy, he's he's totally nuts. I I went to dinner at his house once, and within twenty minutes, it was completely clear as to why we were there. You know, and it was like it's like the, really an inside look into really? like, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I had I had no idea. Wow, like, yeah. I, I take back every okay. Now I'm totally <laughs> on board as as far as like, you know, this this guy's a creep. <laughs> like I'm hearing it directly from someone who I considered a you know a, a friend and a colleague and I was like okay that settles it you know I was wrong because I was I just I, I didn't want Fair. it to be true you know or I didn't want it to be yeah I didn't want it to be I didn't I didn't want it to be so bad but you know the the um what's that quote that Hunter S. Thompson quote about the music business um he's like while you're pulling that up I while you're pulling that up yeah absolutely well I, I there was one thought that I just had which is if if a side effect of the whole of this whole thing is that it somehow maybe takes a notch out of this whole obsessed celebrity culture, which I don't think it is in any way at this point. But if like, if down the road, Mm. uh, something that comes out of it is that we shouldn't put every goddamn celebrity or musician on a pedestal as like the perfect (laughs) person. I think that might be a, not a bad thing. Uh, Like everybody, I think you're right about that. But uh, I think you're also right about your first it's statement that no I'm not way, sure. It's that no that's way. It's in no far. way touching that. I mean, so yeah, far. it's not where we are right now. But I, I, what is it? What do you got? I thought I found the quote. So it's Hunter S. Thompson. He says, "The music business is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs." <laughs> There's also a negative side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
Yeah, no, no, I appreciate you giving me the chance to, to, I, I don't, I didn't really have a point then, I don't have a point now. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a tough, you know, ground to tread when it's somebody mm-hmm. that you, that you respect. Um, yeah, but, uh, <clears throat> I'm glad that, that we yeah, got a yeah, chance definitely. to talk about it and, We'll uh, see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know, Ryan seems to be playing his hand pretty, pretty heavily right yeah. now. So I, I, we'll see I think whether the, or not attorney, that the attorneys unleashed some sort of like "don't talk about this" or something. It's a, it, yeah, it would be what I imagine. Oh, he was definitely on radio yeah. silence for like six six months, or something. three yeah. months, four months. Something. Well, regardless, yeah. that would be the right thing to do. <clears throat> well, yeah. so I'm working. I'm programming this week, and I, for whatever reason, wanted to figure so, out. I wanted to see one of the bands that I listen to a lot um, is a band called Dawn of Midi. And I searched just to see if they had any new shit because it's just this weird minimalist, like, deconstructionist jazz. Um, and they, d- they didn't. <laughs> but I saw this other band called Black Midi and just on a whim clicked on it. And damn it, I'm really into these. I, I listened to the album three times. You got you found these guys on a whim? whim? I, I, listened to, I listened to the album three times. Wow. Like, I, I, it finished and I just hit play again and just listened to it all the way through. I am so into I cannot wait to see what these guys do like down the road even the drummer is a beast that's really what it boils down to he's a freaking beast um but so my my pick for the outro music is a song called 953 um by this new group out of i think they're out of the uk called uh black midi and check them out heck yeah black midi you got it all right thank you gentlemen good times and we'll we'll see you all next week been listening to you should check it out come back each week for new episodes check us out on facebook twitter and instagram at check it pod Uh, send us love letters at mail at check it pod and for show recaps links to the songs and articles discussed on the show and lots of other time wasteable stuff cyber surf on over to our site at www.checkitpod.com tell your friends about us and don't forget to call your mother